0: We've been hearing about the shakeup in the Ukraine uh, military leadership. Let's check in with Joseph Lindsley in Ukraine. And Joe, what I'm uh, wondering about is uh, how will this affect the war? Or do you think it will at all?
1: Hey, Bob. Well, good afternoon from Kiev. Uh, It was a loud morning here and throughout Ukraine. uh, The Russians attacked uh, pretty extensively this morning. Uh, And so we had warnings at about two o'clock this morning. That uh, missiles were likely to arrive around 7 a.m. So you got five hours of peace. And I woke to the sound of explosions here in Kyiv. When you hear those explosions uh, in Kyiv, you can tell when it's a Patriot missile from the U.S. uh, defending the skies. It's incredibly loud, uh, but it's a sign that uh, the system is working. Uh, And as we, you know, as you, you know, viscerally feel such an attack today, uh, there are injuries and fatalities. Uh, throughout Ukraine, an apartment building was hit uh, here in Kyiv on the left bank. Uh, it's like a, it was a twenty-story building, and maybe floors fourteen to eighteen. There's just a huge gap uh, filled with fire. Uh, hopefully, no one was sleeping in those rooms, but it seems likely some people were. Um, so you had another morning of you know of, of Russian terror upon uh, this country, and and then even almost beyond. Some of these missiles were flying. Uh, extremely close to the Polish border, to the border of NATO and the European Union. And this was about 6 o'clock this morning, and we had reports that Poland had scrambled F-16s uh, to, to protect Polish airspace just in case uh, the missile entered. Uh, and so it was a very dramatic morning. Meanwhile, we have uh, American Tucker Carlson saying he's being very brave by being in Moscow. But it would be brave to be in Kiev right now. <laughs> and as we do, you know, look at, you know, this, this shake-up or, you know, this expected shake-up uh, in, the, in the leadership. I mean, it's been something people have been talking about very intensely for several weeks. Uh, we still see no action on it, uh, which is strange. Uh, and it is something that is on everyone's mind. But I think, you know, every, everyone with whom I speak about this, including people in the military, uh, you know, they have great respect for, for the Commander-in-Chief, General Zaluzhnyi, uh, but I think everyone also has, you know, an understanding that, you know, I mean, the goal is victory and everyone is, is, is you know, trying to be united in that. Uh, but it does require, you know, there's different views on strategy. And, and so you, you need to have, uh, to some extent, these debates. And, and a big question is, you know, looking at the mobilization. And uh, General Zeluzny has said, you know, Ukraine needs to mobilize more citizens uh, to, to, to fight or, you know, to serve in a more active way. Uh, President Zelensky, which is probably is you know understandable for a politician, uh, has been actually reluctant uh, to to push for the type of mobilization that that the commander in chief wants, uh, and so th- this this is a big debate behind the scenes, and a lot of this is occurring also you know within the context of what kind of support will Ukraine get uh, from from the West, and you know Ukraine has to prepare for the worst case scenarios, prepare for the you know the reality that maybe. Uh, you know, the United States will not send uh, more weapons here uh, and and just you, know, you have to be smart about that, and so I think that's part of the reason why these debates are happening it's also, it's an extremely difficult thing because you have to project confidence uh, and, and leadership, but you also have to do that while fixing things and and that's a very delicate spot to be in uh, and, and so I don't envy, you know, President Zelensky in these moments and having to, to make such decisions sure, certainly there's pressure from around the world and something that is, you know, sort of uh, we look, you know, as I was thinking about Poland scrambling its F sixteens today, uh, the new Polish Prime Minister, Donald Tusk, uh, has he said recently that he wants Poland to have the largest, most powerful army in Europe. And that sounds nice, but then you ask the question, well why why should that not be Ukraine? You know, why not Ukraine, the country that's actually engaged in the fight? Uh, and, and so, you know, you you, you do start to see uh, sort of self-interest uh seeming self-interest of other nations uh and and, and sort of you know <laughs> hoping that ukraine will hold on and keep the fight away from them uh w- but without giving ukraine everything they need uh to put a stop to this and you know as one commentator said today here in ukraine uh you know the russians will and it, <laughs> and i think we could say they've proven this pretty clearly except to people like tucker carlson that the russians will go as they will go as far as as they're allowed, you know, as uh, they, they will push the limits as far as they can and even a little bit beyond. I mean, the fact that there were almost missiles in Poland today uh, shows a recklessness. It shows that they're not afraid of threats. Uh, and, and so the, the, the world really needs to consider that. And there's always the flip side. I mean, again, you know, it was, it was a big attack today, but it was nothing like those attacks that we saw one year ago. Uh, you know, one year ago from now, if they you know, with, with, with a similar weekly attack like this, uh, it'd be very likely that much of Ukraine would be uh, in a blackout, and that's not the case. There, there are some power outages in in parts of Kiev, but nothing like we saw last winter. So Ukraine is still incredibly well protected, uh, but of course, you know, Russian knows that they, if they keep pounding like this, one day the defense supplies will run out. And you know, uh, it, Bob, in this context, I was you know looking back at some of the history of how we got to the situation, and. You know, we talk about the Budapest Memorandum, which I know a lot of Americans don't care about because it's from the 1990s. It was under Bill Clinton. You know, why, people feel, why should they uh, be beholden to that? But that was when Ukraine agreed to give up its nuclear weapons uh, in return for security guarantees and including from the U.S. But it, things got worse than that. Actually, in 2005, uh, two, uh, there was a bipartisan movement in Congress to get Ukraine to dismantle uh, its nuclear weapons were already gone but to get Ukraine to dismantle its other weapons many of its weapons uh this campaign was led by uh then senator from Illinois Barack Obama and then uh democrat and then senator from Indiana Republican Richard Lugar uh they actually came to Ukraine to ensure that that Ukrainians were dismantling their defense dismantling their weapons uh in 2005 so really you know rendering Ukraine incredibly weak and so and I think for people who say, well, what does America owe, uh, you know, th- th- this country, and even beyond, you know, thinking about, you know, stopping stopping Russia, but you, uh, United States leadership actively worked to make Ukraine weak, uh, and now Ukrainians are having to, you know, w- w- with, w- with some support from the West, of course, uh, you know, hold on against this massive enemy. Uh,
0: the... Uh... Uh, European Union Chief Diplomat Joe Burrell is is there in Kyiv also, and I'm sure he was thinking about Poland today. And I don't know whether you saw his post on social media, uh, Joseph. He wrote, uh, Starting my morning in the shelter as air alarms are sounding across Kyiv, this is the daily reality of the brave Ukrainian people since Russia launched its illegal aggression. Uh, I I don't know if it was... uh, Timed to uh, to be when uh, the EU uh, diplomat was there, but um, that's what you described to us om- almost every day lately.
1: Yeah, I was actually very close to to him at that moment. Uh, the same Joseph Burrell, top top EU diplomat, and um, I think the timing. Who knows? Maybe it's also. I mean, it's very you know. While while Tucker Carlson is and this is he's trending on Twitter in Ukraine today. People are very angry at him. You know, while he's there uh, preparing to interview Vladimir Putin and, you know, saying that, you know, the world needs to hear the truth in a country with no free speech, uh, that country, which, you know, to me is the school shooter of nations, is unleashing these missiles on peaceful Ukraine, on on international officials who are here. Um, I'm going to go down to the shelter this morning, perhaps because I've been in Kharkiv, you know, where it's a bit more intense and you do feel a bit more protected here in Mm Kyiv. Uh, because of the air defense from the U.S. and Germany and others. Uh, but uh, afterwards, I was having breakfast uh, with some people, and there were two uh, two women uh, who work here. They come from other countries. And it was really inspiring, you know, whether it's people like Joseph Burrell or those two women I was speaking with this morning. Uh, you know, everyone was going through hell this morning. It's terrifying when you hear those sounds. You don't know what's going to happen. and And still being cheerful, you know, underslept, and cheerful uh, at breakfast, and, and not afraid, and not running away. And I went to a little cafe to get coffee, uh, trying to stay awake mid-morning. And as in the cafe were several women, each on their own, uh, Ukrainian women, some reading books or on their laptops, uh, listening to uh, the band Gorillaz, was playing in the, on, on the speakers in the cafe. And And so everyone was sort of calm and cheerful, and it's incredible, especially when you see women here. Who, they don't have to be here. You know, they could easily be living a nice life in Europe, and they choose to be here. Uh, and so, in the face of you know cowardice in Moscow, uh, and then the people who maybe are losing their will in other places around the world, you do see such uh, solidarity and strength here, uh, mm. especially in the in the aftermath uh, of attacks like we had today. I mean, it was uh, Dnipro was hit, Arkiv was hit, uh, a, a small city uh, near Lviv was hit, an industrial plant. Uh, and, and so it was, you know, once again, this uh, these moments of that, that dance macabre of Russian missiles all around this country.
0: It's so easy for us to forget what's going on there, Joseph. Thank you for keeping us posted. Joe Lindsley in Ukraine. Stay strong, Joe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Till tomorrow. Thank you, Bob.